0: back. Broadcasting live at 1241 in the afternoon on March 6, 2022. Um, this is in my home studio, and I have a guest today. And um, this is my podcast. This is my brain dump. Usually I do it in the mornings to just kind of just try to vent and think things out in this space because there's always a lot of stuff to think about. And uh, I've been meeting a bunch of people along the way um, by my involvement in DAOs, by my just going to this DAO Denver uh, Dow Planet conference well, East Denver. Um, so yeah, I met tons of people there. And uh, one of the people I met and that I've been working with in Dow Planet and Bankless Dow as well is Aaron Zero X here. So he was kind enough to come to my house and join me on the show so we could talk a little bit about his crypto journey because that's really uh, what this is all about is just... You know, learning about people's journey into all this, why they're here, what they're doing, because you can approach crypto from so many different angles and a lot of people just think it's just about meme tokens or speculating and getting in some, on some price action, but there's so much more. So I want to introduce you to Aaron Zero X. You want to say hi to the world? Hello, world. G. A. <laughs> um, yeah, happy to be here. Thank you
1: for having me, John. This is my, this is my first, uh, I guess it's not my first video, <laughs> but definitely my debut as a crypto enthusiast on YouTube. And uh, yeah, I think we're just going to freestyle yeah. about some different topics today around yeah. Dow planets
0: healthcare. Yeah. And we have the kids upstairs. So if you hear a bunch of kids screaming, I mean, this is life, and this is what this show is about. It's about real life. It's about what's going on right now, Um, good, bad, and ugly, and um, yeah, that's what the show is. So uh, first, let's hear a little bit about you, where you're from, what you do in the crypto space, and what brought you in here. I think, okay, so like most of us, it was like, oh,
1: enticing to be able to make money from, yeah. <laughs> from crypto. I mean, that was the sort of entry point. And then um, I started seeing NFTs happen in 2018, 2019. And I'm, oh, you're early to the NFT scene. Pretty early. I didn't realize I was yeah. at the party with Xcopy and Pyrrhic Victory. and. Grender and, and Vincent Bando and all these people, and I was minting a few things, just experimenting around. So mostly I'm just some idiot that's like clicking around <laughs> everywhere, creating taxable moments, <laughs> yeah. and not knowing what's going on, sort of degenerate, but I've always been an artist at heart, and yeah. so when I realized there was this way that artists could uh, uh, you know, sell their work Promote their work and be able to be continue to be rewarded for it yeah, uh, as yeah. time goes on. Unlike the current sort of model for art, I thought that was really interesting, and that's a lot of the reason that uh, I ended up. Sort of diving deeper and then eventually getting into DAOs. Okay. And now kind of am like a full-time Dallas, I would say. Full time Dallas. I right. serve the, the great consensus. Yeah. Okay. Um people ask me what I do. Yeah. <laughs> you know, what great. my friends think I do. It's very meta of you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, and so yeah a lot of my time right now is going into Dao Planet, okay. formerly DAOist, yeah. of XYZ um, which is Kind of a meta coordination hub for kind yeah, of a resource base, resource base uh, awesome. event group to yeah. promote DAOs and um, yeah, that's sort of how it all began. And I'm also working on a Houston Web3 meetup, okay, um, which started as the Altcoin meetup. Oh, okay, and then it uh, altcoins well, it's still a thing, but yeah. it sounds sort of Retro? Yeah, right, it does. Yeah. Way. It's gotten outdated at this point. <laughs> so we rebranded it as Web3 yeah. Meetup, and it's really just a platform to kind of bring together everybody in, in the space in Houston. Yeah. Um, you know, Houston has this energy and healthcare focus, and so building out Web3 and, you um, Having a place where newcomers, uh experienced programmers, DGens, artists, whoever wants to yeah. get in. And so we're hoping uh towards the end of the year to start having some maybe some
0: bigger events. We do something about once a month. So you helped um, found this organization? Uh, I'm like a late uh, early to late early early mid. Early co early
1: late co-founder. Okay. Um, <laughs> It was the altcoin group and then it kind of died off during yeah. covid and then it, we i got involved to kind of yeah. rebirth it Let's, okay the renaissance of the altcoin group yes yeah. the um as the web3 meetup and yeah. the uh the phoenix okay
0: all right yeah i mean i can see web3 meetups as <laughs> you know kind of either being uh, wildly successful or a total dumpster fire as far as just people coming in wanting to speculate and learn about this new, you know, crypto coin. You know, so how do you coin. how do you balance that between the noobs and just coming in trying to make a quick buck versus the people who understand the larger picture of it? Yeah, that's a good question. Um,
1: there's always people, I mean, and that's what a lot of what the group is about, is a lot of people come in there and they're asking me, you know, which coins do we yeah. invest in, and oh, I just bought some Shiba token, and <laughs> it went up 20%, yeah. it's like, well, that's cool, but really what we're interested in here is talking about sort of what are the economic, social, environmental, what is the big picture of Web3? How do you get involved with these uh, participant-owned networks? Like, uh, here's one, of them. Yeah, Meta- promoting today. Yeah, it's this, is the, this is the MetaMask for the people. Um, and so we did at the Houston Tech Rodeo last week, or I guess it's still going on, Houston Tech Rodeo. Houston
0: Tech Rodeo? Uh, yeah, oh, it's. That? um I don't mean to sidetrack you, but I've never heard of this. I mean, I'm from Houston, by the way. They're born oh, yeah, and raised. Yeah. And it's yeah, been a long yeah, time since so I've lived I, there. But yeah. I wasn't born there, but I got there as soon as possible.
1: Um, that's what we say in Texas. Um, I don't know too much about the Houston Tech Rodeo, Okay, yeah, the Tech Rodeo is a national brand. They have one in cities all over the country. Okay. This past week, it was going on in Houston. We did an event, um, Intro to MetaMask. Okay.
0: Um, and these are yeah. people coming from the traditional tech space, like Web 2.0 and moving? It's That's mostly an incubator. Okay, um, You can apply, I guess, to Houston Tech or to
1: the Tech Rodeo. Yeah. And all you need to do is sort of put together a pitch um apply they'll help you get a team okay and, um, they'll help with funding and oh. that whole thing so we had a side event and a panel going on talking about what the future of web 3 and what the future of blockchain is uh, like it's part of an event at the ion which is the innovation center that's part of uh, I guess it's a collaboration between a bunch of the oil companies okay um, uh, energy companies, I should say, uh, Rice University, mm-hmm. Common Desk, which is part of WeWork, Okay. Uh, and so it's the old Sears building in Midtown, and they've turned it into this really cool innovation center, um, and so they had this event going all, on all week. Huh. We had we talked on one of the panels about sort of what the future looks like yeah. in our view, and then had a, an event where it was more like new, newbies, newcomers showing them how to use metamask which, yeah. um <laughs> then we got all this yeah. sort of bad news about metamask um, yeah. being potentially very corrupt and
0: yeah it, and there's a lot of flaws in there you know about the approvals the signs the signing off uh, of the unlimited use of your tokens and things like that um and it's just i, I think it's a high uh, barrier sometimes this whole idea of using the browser wallet to try to get people to enter in the space and to understand that concept and I know like near protocols moving towards you know domain name type of addresses and some other protocols have as well um, does Tally have anything like that or how, how is it yeah, differentiating like I, mean,
1: I don't know too much I'm yeah not really an expert I just got on Tally yeah. uh, yesterday and, oh, okay <laughs> funded the wallet and I thought okay yeah. and they've got a swap feature. Yeah. Um it's only Ethereum right now, but okay. Um you can as an early adopter, I guess, of Tally, you're you're part of the yeah, you're part of the community, you can um, you know, you can be a part owner of it, yeah. in a sense. Um, and so it works really fast, I would say. It was like... Really? Okay. Funding it and running the transaction was faster than MetaMask. Okay. Um, so I'm excited to see where it goes. And I think mean, it has a lot of potential. It needs other coins. But definitely getting that first wallet experience is like... I think it creates an evangelist once you understand, like... No, it's not about trading tokens on Coinbase. Yeah, it's about actually having this um, ability to have your identity and your f- and your bank account, your crypto yeah. uh, bank account, and that can move around the internet with you, mm-hmm. and you can interact with all these different DApps. And um, so,
0: yeah, that. Yeah, it opens up an entire new world of websites, basically. You know, you have your wallet address, you can connect, and it just suddenly, boom, this 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 huge treasure trove of websites opens up, and this capability for you to manage your. Own finances apart from a bank, and uh, to be in complete control of that and control of your data. There's a lot of data marketplaces. I mean, you can, you know, for instance, Facebook owns all your data. You can take all that information, and if you don't like what Facebook is doing, you can move it over to another social media platform and take your friends with you. <laughs> <laughs> I like to take my friends with me. Yeah, there we go. It's like, this party sucks, man. <laughs> We're going to the one down on the other street. <laughs> So uh, yeah, it's, it's about you know, decentralized ID and owning your own data, and that's one of the major concepts about Web three that drew me in. And uh, yeah. this is basically, you're trying to teach people the Houston Web three meetup. I think so that yeah, you're able to
1: you're able to participate. You're able to be an owner of the networks in which you participate. And if you if you think about all the different networks in which you participate—your telecom, your mm-hmm. healthcare, which is the one I'm dig into and, and talk about more—but um, whatever, your bank, and, you know, your airline—I don't know. I mean, there's starting to be all these DAO concepts that are owning traditional IRL yeah. things. And if you think about what the customer service experience might be like if you, you're your cell phone for your home internet usage if that person on the phone was part owner of, of that network, and you were part owner of it, and the incentives were aligned, then I think you just have so much better. I think the experience for everyone would be so much better. Yeah, to, um, to be an incentive for for the people providing service mm-hmm. and receiving service to want to participate in a more meaningful and purposeful way. And, um, I'm coming from this healthcare background, I uh, grew a healthcare company and it turned over recently
0: to a large uh, national PT network. Okay. And, um, well, so, that's something huge, healthcare information, if you're wanting to go from one doctor to another doctor, you don't have to rely on them and their central database. To try to, you know, first of all, you have to pay a fee to have them send it over a lot of times from one uh, office to another office. And then, second of all, um, it's centralized and it's it's um, liable to, you know, hacking or any other type of um, uh, malicious activity. So you could own your own data and then just transfer it over to the new doctor easily because you're owning it on your own wallet. There's,
1: so many dimensions to it, you know, yeah, on the data side, yeah. and then also on the I think from primary care is where it really makes sense. I mean, most of our medical interactions that happen mm-hmm. could be solved right now by your primary care doctor, okay, but they don't really have the incentive to do that. I True. mean, how many minutes did you spend with your primary care doctor yeah. the last time you went to see them? Like five, yeah, 10, yeah,
0: 15, yeah,
1: and then did they? to do anything after that. Did they say, like, oh, here's
0: a script. They were just trying to sell
1: me drugs. Right, exactly. (laughs) They're like, okay, let me move, let me push you on to the specialist. That's their incentive within this centralized network. Okay. Um, And so um, if doctors and patients were owners of the healthcare network, your, your primary care doctor really could solve about 80% of your problems. Okay. Uh, that you go into the, most of the time, people just go to the emergency yeah. room because they know they're going
0: to get care immediately. Yeah. And you have some huge. Yeah. Then the massive bills, yeah, bill. Yeah. You know, on a high deductible plan. And it's just a nightmare. Um, so, yeah, I mean, there's so
1: many ways in which decentralizing the internet and decentralizing things in the real yeah. world, I think, will just. You know, I'm hoping that we'll start to see more of those concepts take place. I think
0: we could even monetize your data too. You can put it anonymously up on a data marketplace and then somebody can come across and be like, I need data of, you know, this specific type. Is it available out there? They don't see whose data it is, but they can use it for their reports and, and analyses to be able to run it and process that data and they pay you for it. Yeah, so. <laughs> yeah, there was, um, I've seen
1: a bunch of concepts like that for yeah. telecom, for um, uh, use the data you collect on your phone. Actually, mm-hmm. one of the sponsors from Dow Denver, um, I think Republic. Oh, yeah, Republic. Republic yeah. yeah, Keith Axline.
0: I'm actually he's... interviewing him next weekend. Oh, okay. <laughs> there you go. So uh, yeah.
1: um, there's a little bit of in, more influencing for the day. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah I <it, it> just. <laughs>
1: There's really cool concepts of how to use data. Data is kind of the low-hanging fruit all around to change people's behavior and get them into Web3. Yeah,
0: and well, I mean, there's uh, to get a little meta on you, (laughs) the the whole concept of, of, you know, you learn in preschool, everybody's special, you know, God loves you the way you are, you know, and it's like, but we are all data creation devices, you know, and every single one of our experiences is unique and can be used by somebody somewhere, and you can get paid for that. And, you know, up until now, centralized companies have been taking possession of that data and in a sense, taking possession of Hoover and then using that data to capitalize and get rich. So instead, with your unique experience, good, bad, or ugly, whatever it is, it's valuable to somebody. So you are valuable to another person or another. You're not special. You're valuable. Exactly. <laughs> yes, you have worth. You know, whatever you think, you, you have worth.
1: Yeah. For, I mean, I have a lot of, and I think a lot of us have a lot of uh, hesitation about the. Me- Metaverse, mm-hmm. um, the metaverses, the little metaverses. Yes, yeah. that's a whole other thing we could talk about. The <laughs> metaversitos. <laughs> metaversitos. My, yeah, La Metaversa. <laughs> la metaversa. I love that. Um, But right, there's the big metaverse mm-hmm. and there's the little metaverses that I think. You know, a lot of
0: us have hesitation about living in these virtual spaces. Mm -hmm. I can understand Um, why. You know, they say it's like a trap for enslavement, centralized control. Yeah. So
1: L one's got to be decentralized. But I mean, one of the things that I think is really beautiful about these metaverses is that, like you're saying, it's like we are creators. Like that's our primal instinct. Yeah. No matter whether it's to create new life or to just build things and the. You know, the metaverse, the opportunity of these metaverses allows us to do, to fulfill our primal instincts, to do it potentially freely and without limits. I mean, the world is getting to this point of like resources are very scarce.
0: Look at the property market here in Austin. (laughs) (laughs) We're we're approaching some sort of singularity, too. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And
1: And the metaverse allows you a place in the, to yeah kind of infinitely
0: create and that's true it it opens up an entire new vacuum that we're gonna have to you know fill and it's, it's it's unlimited you know um so what is the balance between decentralized and centralization, and we're running kind of a fine line, I think, between slavery and freedom, you know, with all this stuff. And you
1: know, no, it's you it's, it's, so it's cliche, about but it like seems like there's a great battle going on yeah. between like good and evil and like <laughs> light and darkness. Yeah. And which one will you choose? Centralization,
0: yeah. decentralization. Um, I get it from both sides, I and mean, honestly, with the comments on my channel, there's yeah, some total you know, libertarians and then other people that you know want centralized control and you know, just want to jump into XRP so it's just all types out there in the crypto space XRP (laughs) you know me yeah
1: Um, my sense is that as long as the first layer is decentralized and that's the important thing is that you have a censorship proof layer one where transactions can occur you know pretty much freely yeah and um securely I mean, the, the layer one needs to at least solve part of this trilemma. But then on top of that, mm-hmm. I think if, if you have layer twos or layer threes, even, which I guess... What would that even look like? I don't want to sidetrack uh, you, but... No, layer threes, I guess, are interoperability. Okay, all right. Um, like blockchain 3.0, blocks, yeah. Blockchain 3.0, I don't know. I yeah. mean, <laughs> allowing multiple blockchains to interact yeah, freely, yeah. but I think personally like I, centralization is great. I mean, I don't in some ways for some things.
0: Okay, that's that's a novel concept for um, me. So please elaborate. Why is centralization great when we're so adamant, a lot of people are so adamant about decentralization, and that's kind of what got this movement going. Yeah. Whoa. Well, I mean that's what got Bitcoin going, was the whole idea no, of decentralization. No, I definitely think
1: decentralization is the goal. Okay. And that's why we're so excited about this, this great work of decentralization. Okay. Freedom from censorship is awesome, um, and but I also would like to be able to have more convenience around uh, transactions that I choose to be centralized. Sure, okay. that's what I'm saying. Like layer two, the like upper levels of yeah. the the this new internet we're building can be centralized. And I'm willing to give up some of my my freedom to say I I trust this community. I trust this. This group, these actors, to handle my data, sure. my creations, whatever, in a centralized way. But okay. I, but that's not the only choice. I yeah. mean, if I want to stay decentralized, I can. And so, okay. having that first layer that's like nobody can touch that, but then on top of it to say, all right, I, you know, if you're gonna do a uh, participate in a. I guess, layer, thinking about it as layers, layer was scalability. Yeah. yeah. Scale, maybe not the right way to think about it. Sure. But, um, as additional layers are packed upon these, yeah. this scaling of the blockchain, I think it's okay to have centralization for some things. Like I'm in certain DAOs, for instance, like the DAO that we're most active in the DAO planet. Yeah. We're, we're in this process of having it become more decentralization, setting up protocols. And, yeah and a governance structure and a token structure that um it makes it more easy for it to be distributed decentralized autonomous here mm-hmm. yeah, i'll
0: say so, something so well I, I think that you really expressed that well you're leaving room for nuance between you know decentralization and your ability to choose um, autonomously who the trusted part- Will be right. so that's kind of freedom in a way. So, like, you know, you can be completely decentralized, and you have a car. You know, well, you know, you can be given the tools to do that yourself. But do you know how to work on a car? You, no, you have a trusted right. entity that can do that, and you have the freedom to choose. who you're going to do that, and not somebody telling you where you're going to send your car. Yeah. You know? So, <laughs> I do like working on my car, but
1: uh, not uh, being forced to. Uh, do it all myself. Um, some of my colleagues and friends in was, um, studying. were trying to make these um, open source mobile phones. Yeah. Which is, is really cool if you could modularly upgrade your phone as hardware improved, but it's just a lot of responsibility to be, and it's I don't know how you find DAO life and decentralized crypto life, but it's, it's a big burden on your individual time and effort I mean, yeah it's it's 24/7 it really is yeah um, and it's overwhelming and if I could help, have help with that by pulling <laughs> you know what I do into a trusted, body of individuals yeah. or mechanics. Or uh-huh. Should we start a mechanic DAO?
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that would be a guild, wouldn't it? A mechanic guild. Yeah. <laughs> so that leads me to another question. Okay. What was the first DAO you joined? And um, did you? how much did you know about DAOs before you joined a DAO? And um, what do you think you've learned since then that differentiates from what you came into it as? Okay, so I learned don't join a DAO. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, <laughs> I'm trying to think. It may have been Tao Planet. I mean, I thought I knew about Dows. and then as I got more deep down the rabbit hole, I realized, no, you don't really know that much. And I said, after six months or so of doing, being a- very active in Dao's, I, um, you sort of become an expert very quick. Sure. Yeah. Trial by fire. Yeah. Trial by fire. And I'm lucky enough to have had the time to like really explore deeply Um, I think it may have been Dallas I think that was really that was the first one okay yeah so they started early last year yeah right so I got involved sometime last year I was at the nft.nyc oh okay yeah um, and then since then now I think I'm in Hundreds of yeah Discord servers. Oh man, those Uh, Discord servers—they can add up. I go through
0: and clean them up after a while. (laughs) I've cleaned
1: them all up. I've created my own servers. I started some of my own
0: DAOs, and some of my projects are trying to decent. We're trying to decentralize. Have you been playing around with a bunch of different platforms, or has everything you've done been on Discord?
1: I have been a supporter of some other projects. Like Dow like, House. And, you know, I uh, haven't and done colonies. Colony Aragon Aragon. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to be active in all of yeah. or have some participation in different dows. Um, okay. And how about
0: you? Are you um I've mainly just through Discord. I started out with Bankless Dow and that was just because I got that airdrop and that was my first experience with it. And I just kind of just got shoved into the AV Guild, and it was just me and two other people at that time, and then now it's blossomed out to what it is now, and then one of the people in there, Dow Master Grant, he came into one of our meetings, It's like, oh, we have this other Dow called Daoists, you know, and I was like, yeah, go give it a look, you know, and then Daoists just has these regularly, three-time-a-week, you know, just weekly freestyle meetings where everybody just kind of goes in there and just kind of, you know. Yeah, it shoots the breeze for a while. It's so informal that where I just was working, and we just put it on. We just listen to each other breathe sometimes. (laughs) Actually, I think once in a while we do like a group meditation. (laughs) Well, yeah, yeah, literally. We
1: we did that during Dao Denver. But yeah, it was nice joining Daoist Planet. Um, at the beginning in season zero, because I mean I also joined Bankless, and uh, I'm a recent member of. Uh, I joined the season friends with benefits. And I, okay. And um, also Opalist DAO is something we should. That's talk what I wanted to talk about. to you about. Yeah, so I'm, yeah, I'm getting pretty active in there because of my healthcare background, mm-hmm. benefits background. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's a little challenging, I think, getting, if you haven't been in other DAOs before, to get into some of these bigger DAOs, like yeah. Bankless from those just those right out the gate. A bit overwhelming. And,
0: yeah, that's like a fire hose. Um, yeah, it's a lot going on. Friends, are you friends? With no, I'm not. But I, I feel like I would have been late to the party if I were to join it at this point. You
1: know, nah, the and, party's growing, yeah. and growing. <laughs> I think <laughs> with South by Southwest coming up, that's true. Yeah, yeah, they've got all all the best parties. Are with all right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, I don't know, if, you know if I'd show up with the passed out people on the couch and the beer cans, you know, be like, hey, y'all! <laughs> no, it's pretty, like, um, I've been to some of the parties, and yeah. it's, they, they show really great events. So they literally have parties. Yeah. They, and they're like a creative community. Yeah, okay. Right? I mean, there are people doing DeFi and, and um, you know, activities yeah. and stuff, but it's really, it's really about, like, creative community there, so, but... okay. Um,
0: Huh. Yeah, I mean, the Taoists, like I was saying, you know, we've listened to each other breathe, but it was really just kind of just like as a, a consistent routine, just kind of getting to know these people, you know, and just tuning them in three times a week and then to the point where I'd started like feeling close to them in a way to where I would want to start contributing and producing stuff. And I think that's how a lot of DAOs happen. It's just people end up being online at the same time and they get to know each other. (laughs) Definitely. Yeah. Yeah, And it happens
1: fast and it's really open. I mean, with all the other experiences I've had in life and trying to go through school and get a job. And like people are always telling you, Oh, this is what you're good at and this is what you can do. And when I started getting into DAOs, that whole flipped on itself. And it's okay. like, what do you want to do and what do you like doing? Yeah. yeah. And you know, hopefully that matches up with what yeah. you're good at, but yeah. you tend to figure that out pretty quickly. Yeah. And, and yeah. that's a real sea change with how we uh-huh. think about the future of work yeah.
0: and human organization.
1: Yeah. That's a really nice segue to to Oculus. Exactly. Yeah. (laughs) You know, like yeah, DAOs have
0: allowed me to um, kind of act as an incubator to resurrect some of my old audiovisual skills and talents, animation talents. And I used to broadcast. I had an FM transmitter in my old house, and I had a pirate radio station in South Austin. And yeah, yeah. And so I just put all that you know up for like ten years, and I didn't do jack squat. And then. With DAOs, because you know, I was working trying to you know keep the bills paid. And then with DAOs, it's allowed me kind of a playground and an incubation space to be able to resurrect some of those skills and to be allowed to suck at something, you know, without worrying about being paid for it right off the bat, and to get good feedback and advice. And a level playing field from a lot of the people who are rooted in that industry to allow me to have access to their skills and, and, and advice that I normally wouldn't able, not able to have. So now as a result, I'm uh, putting in my notice at work, I'm going to be transitioning out of my traditional workplace and then moving into web 3.0 in the DAO space. But the one thing that keeps people um, stuck in the traditional workspace is that sense of security, the benefits, the constant paycheck. Um, and, you know, that people, I mean, and people say, well, I'll just follow your passion, you know, You know, throw it to the wind. Why well, can't, you know, I have kids, I have a house, you know, like yeah, I got to maintain you know, my life, not just for me, but for those people around me that depend on me, as you can hear in the background, you know? So it's just like, it's a real tough transition. So Opolis, uh, please explain to me how Opolis is helping people with that. Yeah, it is a hard transition.
1: And hopefully Dallas can get better at, at creating bounties that kind of work for everybody to um, to make that transition yeah. easier. Um but yeah opolis is a decentralized work cooperative okay which in pra- practically speaking you can as an independent contractor someone who's has a single member LLC or a DBA can, or 1099, or yeah, a 1099 person yeah. basically, you can get a, uh, your healthcare benefits through Opolis. And you also get all of your kind of everything you would get with yeah. your benefits in a Fiat job. Okay, And, um, you know, long term, short term disability, mm. um, uh, workers' comp, I guess not workers' comp, but um, a, um, a 401k or an IRA. Yeah. So all these things that when you log into your benefits dashboard, you see, okay, well... And like tax um, services and stuff like that? Uh, it's coming. Okay. There's it definitely help in yeah. the community. Uh, we're really trying to support each other with um, okay with stuff like taxes. I mean, tooling and, and taxes for for crypto jobs is a whole.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I mean, we could
1: go down a major rabbit
0: hole. but, um, but in, Yeah, definitely. And,
1: and I actually was speaking with someone just this past week about what are the best, it's been a discussion in the server this week, is what are the best ways to keep track of your taxes if yeah. you are getting paid in crypto. Um, but long, short story long, uh, <laughs> For participating in Opolis, yeah. being one of the employee members. Yeah. There are two different sets of members. There are employee members like me who I actually get my benefits. Okay. Through Opolis, so I have like it's basically like you get on the government exchange a bronze, silver, gold platinum plan. And it, costs maybe a little less. Don't quote me on that. Okay. Good deductible or is it yeah. um it's, it's more or less the same. Yes. Yeah, what I okay. to see with the government sponsored plans. Sure. But in return for being part of Opolice and for running your payroll as an independent contractor. So when you join Opolis, you have to convert your LLC. Mm-hmm. So you have to go from a 1099 to an S-corp and there's help, You know, they'll help you do that, they'll even uh, help you set up the, the LLC S Corp. Um, you're able to then join this cooperative and then in return for running your payroll through Opolis, you mine payroll tokens. Huh. Okay. So you're taking, you're decentralizing the transaction of running payroll. Right now, payroll's run through, for the majority of companies, it's run through uh, it was ADP. Yeah. yeah. Um, we used to use, uh, like, I don't want to say all the names of these companies because <laughs> I'm not here to rep them, yeah. but uh, there's some great ones out there if you need a payroll You know who solution. we're talking about. Talking about? <laughs> um, anyway, uh, yeah, so I mean, th- those payroll companies are the ones that are essentially mining that token now. Okay. It's, and they charge you a fee for it. Okay. Um, so in this case, you get a token called work. All right. And it's on Polygon. Um, so it's a second layer. Nice. Okay. So it's cheap to transact. And right. So every time I run my payroll. Yeah. I get uh, a credit of work token, and then every epoch. Epoch. Mm-hmm. How are you supposed to you, say that
0: word. It, it gets added to my. Is that in proportion amount. to the amount you receive on your paycheck? Yes. Or, okay. All right. All right. Interesting. Awesome. And can you stake that? And help it's secure? staked. Okay. Yes. Yeah, so I'm
1: staking it now to help secure the network. Yeah. Um, I really think, I really believe in Opus concept. Okay. Right. That, you know, we should be able to reap the rewards of that. Okay. Trans that transaction.
0: Um, so yeah, you can stake it, you can trade it for back to ETH. Mm-hmm. Well, I have a question then. Is is Opolis um, a DAO itself? Because uh, how does that work? If, if you're DAO based in a lot of, most places in uh, Wyoming, they recognize DAOs, but they you still have to have a couple actual names on the registry. And I know I learned at Dow Planet, Marshall Islands is like the first place in the world that's allowing DAOs to be people as a whole and to register. So how does Oplus operate in that fine line of regulation and all
1: that? Um, so. I am not a, yeah. a super. I'm not part of the, the Opolis company, but so that's a it's company, not a, It's a company. It's okay. not a, I mean, I think their goal is to DAOify, Yeah, but right now it's a, Colo- a Colorado Colorado uh, cooperative. Okay, community. yeah. So it's, um, yeah, it, it's yeah. not a DAO. Yeah, it's I don't think DAO-ify. we're quite there yet. Right, we're not yeah. there yet. Um, they're trying to make the the system work as well in Puerto Rico and yeah. in Canada that's the next step so um we'll see i mean we, we, they the community say and the board of stewards as they yeah. called really want there to be a way for people like myself who are just people like me who are contributors to the Discord and the community to have a way to have a benefit for contributing. Um, that would be nice. That would work through a DAO, LLC potentially,
0: but you know, yeah, we're just not there yet. Yeah, no, I mean baby steps all the way. All this is still super new, innovative technology. Um, if you're in this space, and if you're actually watching this video, you are catching things at the very beginning. And um, you know, if you understand DeFi at this point, you are one of the few. I mean, there are a lot of people. You know, there's fiat currency, which is out here, and then there's the people that have bought Bitcoin, which is right here. There's the people that understand DeFi, which is about right here this many people then there's the people that understand the layer two which is like that many people and then the Dow space as well I would say you know so you're probably super early if you're understanding a lot of this stuff I would think <laughs> yeah I know it's uh, a yeah.
1: high level discussion it's it's nice to have these chats because yeah. like a lot of the time I feel pretty isolated from, <laughs> from people because the world that's going on in my yeah. head and the world that's going on for most people, yeah. it starts to become really different. And they say when you do a PhD or something like that sort of intense study that uh, you know more and more about less and less. Yeah. yeah.
0: The more you know, the
1: less you understand. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or hopefully you're more you know, open to yeah. Um, bigger thing. Anyway, 8th Denver, we saw each other at yeah. 8th Denver and Dow Denver, and it's just awesome to be able to
0: get together in... And- Real life, yeah, whatever that. Means. Absolutely. So. I mean, you're my first guest to come in here on this show ever, so this is—I oh, never yeah, thought yeah. that I would, you know, ever have anybody at my house be on this YouTube channel. So, I mean, we're pretty much out of time here, but I just—I yeah, want to thank you so much for coming on. And uh, I mean, I don't know if you want people contacting you or not, but how can people get a hold of you if you would like that? <laughs> or do you just want to um, come in completely anonymous and not bothered? <laughs> of, um, Yeah, people can
1: uh, get a hold of me on. Um, The easiest way is probably my link tree, which has a link tree slash, uh, which is l i n k t r dot e e slash aaron o x, and that connects to all my.
0: Socials. A lot of people aren't familiar with what Linktree is. Linktree is a place. L i n k t r dot e e is a place where you can put all your uh, social media addresses in one place. And uh, yeah, I don't take for granted that everybody kind of understands a lot of this stuff. This is, you know, a lot of different people far and wide in the world um, have different priorities, and uh, you know, so I don't assume that everybody knows everything. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah,
0: definitely.
1: Yeah. Um, there's a lot to Unpack, But also uh, come join the Houston Web3 Meetup. It's a really open community. If you're just learning, if you're an expert, um, it's on meetup.com. Meetup.com, okay. Houston Web3 Meetup.
0: Right on. Thanks, John. (laughs) Well, thanks a lot, Aaron. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Goodbye, world. (laughs) Peace out. Thank you for making it to the end of this program. If you actually like this content, give a thumbs up. And if you want to hear more, just hit the subscribe button. I'm available on YouTube, Odyssey, and BitChute, and on all the major podcasting platforms in audio version, Spotify specifically, if you would like to follow and leave a review, that would help a lot. I'm also available on Twitter at EurekaJohn1, that's E-U-R-E-K-A John, J-O-H-N, and the number one. My DMs are always open. Feel free to shoot me a message. If you would like to donate some Stablecoin or Ethereum, please feel free to send it to eurekajohn.crypto or eurekajohn.eth. This will help with the gas costs for all these protocols that I mess around with. Because that gas adds up and I ain't rich. Yet. Thanks again.